Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 21st. It is five minutes after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So negotiations between Israel and Hamas for a potential ceasefire and hostage release are in the final stages. This is being reported by Fox News. The deal could include a potential hostage release as well as a temporary, temporary end to fighting to get humanitarian aid into the region. And details about how long the truce would last or how many hostages would ultimately be released is not available. And just yesterday, we heard from a White House spokesperson who said they didn't know how many hostages there were. And in fact, they didn't know how many were alive. Okay. So again, though, when we say humanitarian aid, mm-hmm. we're talking about essentially giving money to Hamas, right? Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking about we're giving money to the people that's where it will end up because anytime we deal with whether it's dictators or terrorists or whatever countries that are run by dictators terrorists whatever the money ends up in the hands of the people that are awful and they use it against us so let's just get out there what we're talking about that the overwhelming majority of this money will not end up going to feed little children or clean drinking water or whatever it will end up being used by hamas to build rockets okay so reuters has reported that the qatari mediators were previously seeking a deal for hamas to release 50 hostages in exchange for israel freeing some of its prisoners and a three-day ceasefire a three-day ceasefire, just long enough for Hamas to regroup. You're really doing the in the. I was told that's what you're supposed no to do. No way. Yeah. By who? Well, you know, by people. What? My sources. My people. So, uh, so I am I being what? Am I being racially insensitive by saying Hamas? No. Nope. You say it however you want to How say. How do you, you pronounce hummus? Hummus? Because it's kind of similar. I mean, you're doing this deliberately, right? I'm not imagining that you're adding that into your inflection. No, you're not imagining it. I am doing it deliberately. Yes. Well, but but I'm just trying to pronounce it correctly. Nowhere in the English language is they said you, you need to add a to make it more official. Is it bothering you? Yes, that's why I'm pointing it out. Okay, well then I'll stop doing. I feel like you're giving it. into some sort of politically you. correct peer pressure. No, it's like how we were supposed to feel bad yesterday for saying Vivek instead of Vivek. Vivek, right? Like we're doing our best here, people. <laughs> okay, well John Kirby, the White House spokesperson, he was asked about this, and he was also asked about elevated terrorist threat this week as we head into our Thanksgiving in this country. And here's what he had to say. John, I was just curious. You mentioned Hamas still determined to try to carry out any sort of terrorist attack abroad. This Thanksgiving week, is there any elevated risk of terror attacks here at home? And are is the White House or NSC doing anything specific? Because of the holiday week, most people obviously kind of check out in D.C. I'm just curious, are you staffing up in a difference because of the terror threat? Uh, uh, we're not tracking any specific credible threat uh, here at home um, over the holiday. That said, I think you can 
understand we, we're going to be as vigilant as we have been since this conflict began uh, and certainly make sure that uh, that we, to the best we can, can identify any potential domestic threats and disrupt them before they can take place. We're watching this all very, very closely for spillover effects from the, the fight between Israel and Hamas, both against the Jewish community and, of course, the Muslim community here in the United States. But again, I'm not tracking any specific credible threat that uh, that's being acted on at this time. Okay, question for you, Casey. Yeah. And you may answer this however you'd like. There is no right or wrong answer. I'm simply curious of what, what the faith you have in your government. If there was a viable plot to enact large-scale terrorism put together, and I'm not talking like some moron who tries to put a bomb in his shoes. I'm talking legitimate, well-thought-through people and things. Do you have any faith your government would stop it? Uh, would they even know? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if 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 somebody were to, and I'm not talking about you know goons and thugs who are yapping to people or doing deliberately, you know, or, or doing things that would they a known someone who knows what they're doing would not put a radar on their back by going there and looking up this or whatever. If you had a a group a terrorist cell that legitimately was professional in how they went about it and knew what they were doing and wanted to enact large scale devastation on the United States. Do you have any faith in the Biden administration that they would stop it? I don't have faith in the Biden administration, but I do have faith in the, those that serve our country, those that are in uniform. Because... But you're not talking about the military stopping this. Yeah. You're talking about the CIA, the FBI, the alphabet, you know, soup people. And based on what we've learned about them mm-hmm. now again this is not, i'm sure there's some fine fine individuals who work in these organizations however as a collective yeah. the intelligence gathering community in this country and and is sorely sorely lacking i i have no i have no confidence right now that if there were a large scale terror attack by a professional group of people planned that they would be able to stop it so he said that they're not trekking any viable threat right now but they're also not keeping track of the eight million migrants that have crossed the border so how comfortable does that make you feel right and you have no idea who's coming or going and so that's why i said if you had Mm -hmm. like a legitimate you know, I mean, look in hindsight how obvious the 9-11 guys were and, you know, that like breezed through. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't I just don't have any faith in our government that they will do the nuts and bolts things necessary to to prevent a large scale terror attack. And I, maybe that makes me a terrible American. I don't know. I just don't have any faith whatsoever. Well, I think you got to have a little to help you sleep at night. At least I do. You said there was no wrong or right answer. So I'm going to have a little bit of faith. Well, but what, but what do you go off of? Just like, man, I just need to have faith. I mean, is there anything your government does consistently where, where you say, Man, the intelligence gathering community, I mean, other than dropping guys on the ground on January 6th pretending to be protesters, yeah. is there anything that these people do that you're like, yeah, they're spot on with that? Well, the one thing that they've been doing consistently right now is it seems to be funding two sides of multiple wars. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about John Fetterman. He gave uh, an argument to the government saying that we should take back any Chinese-owned farmland. What is going on with Fetterman? I again, he had that stroke, yeah. and a lot of things that he's saying are completely your, contrary to what he used so to do. So your theory is the stroke worked in reverse, mm-hmm. where he went from liberal to it jarred something loose, mm-hmm. and now he's becoming more, at the very least, common sense. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to say conservative. Don't push it. Yeah. But I think maybe he has a new appreciation uh-huh. for life uh-huh. and how ridiculous some of his woke policies were. He's totally come out in support of Israel. Hilarious. I mean, it was actually funny because he's such a big goof to see him laughing while he was waving an Israeli flag as pro-Hamas protesters were being arrested. That was actually hysterical. And then see this gigantic man with a gigantic bald head waving a tiny little Israeli flag while he's screaming maniacs are being arrested and now this thing about and he's 100 right i mean china is buying up american land they are buying up american properties and it is really 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 not going to end well and so he's spot on with this yeah he said that uh the u.s adversary should own zero zero agricultural land it, in our country it, here here's the question maybe there's a logical answer for this and if you're in the youtube chat and you know or if you are uh, at Robin Kendall on Twitter, I am not asking to be flippant or flippant or uh, facetious with this. I'm genuinely curious. What reason would there be for in, us to allow any foreign nation to own land, friend or foe, mm-hmm. inside the United States, or or people who are citizens uh, have citizenship of that country to own land? inside the United States. What reason would there be whatsoever? I think somebody would say, well, investment, but this is our land. Right. No, I'm saying, I'm saying nobody as, else should own as, it. As a government, what vested interest or what in, what sure benefit do we have by allowing any foreign nation or people who are citizens of other foreign nations to own land inside our country? According to the Department of Agriculture, Chinese agricultural investment has increased tenfold between 2009 and 2016 alone. And the White House, uh, standing behind President Biden, calling China's Xi Jinping a dictator. The president, the president made it very clear. He was asked a direct question. He gave a direct answer. And he stands by that direct answer. That doesn't mean, as true as that statement was, doesn't mean that uh, that, uh, there aren't still prospects here to find ways to to cooperate and to compete with China uh, in a more responsible way going forward. And that's where the president's head is. So on one hand, he's a dictator, but on the other hand, it's good to have him here in our country. We're going to clean things up for his visit, and it's a pleasure talking with him. Yeah. So which one is it? On one hand, this is our country, but then on the other hand, we have Chinese investors owning our land. Yeah. I, which I, one is it? I don't, I don't understand what rationale there could be for allowing any foreign government, certainly one that hates us, steals our intellectual property, is human rights abusers, um, and various other, just too many to list here in the time we have before I have to get to a break, uh, just levels of awfulness that China is, why we would allow any of that to happen. Okay, so uh, the other day, the representative from New York, Dan Goldman, he was on the uh, Jen Psaki Lifestyle Show. Oh, yeah, And sure. he said that one of the things that he said was that Trump needed to be eliminated. Every time he talks, he's uh, putting himself into a bigger criminal hole. Uh, but the, but his, that's not his objective. His objective mm. is purely political at this point. Uh, politics don't work in a courtroom, as I think he's finding out in the mm. New York attorney general's case in New York, a civil case. And, and that's going to continue in his criminal trials. But his rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. And we saw what happened on January 6th when he uses inflammatory rhetoric now 
and his recent Truth Social post uh, is incredibly, incredibly scary for anyone uh, that might be trying to op- work in government. And um, it is just uh, unquestionable at this point that that man cannot see public office again. He is not only unfit, he is destructive to our democracy, uh, and he has to be uh, he has to be eliminated. Eliminated. That's a strong word there, Casey. That is a that very sounds strong word. like a threat of violence. It, it does. You want to talk about rhetoric. And given the fact that he's uh, running for public office and, you know, could and is a former president, that could very well be uh, seen maybe as an insurrection threat mm-hmm. of some sort. Um, OK, so he must be eliminated. Let's try to be let's try to be uh, let's try to see the other side. What what could he possibly have meant other than killed dangerous but eliminated that eliminated he must be no 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 he must be if you take out the word eliminated and put killed it makes sense he must be killed Mm -hmm. he must be eliminated he must be dangerous doesn't work he must be what 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 could he possibly have been what word could we intercept there that is not killed defeated well okay uh I'm, I'm just trying to help yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. With some I don't know. He went on. He he apologized, and he for said what? He said I apologize for the poor choice of words. Oh, but mm-hmm. he didn't say regrets the intent of what he what he was saying, right? No, no. The intent he did not apologize for the word choice, though he did. Hey, when we come back, mm-hmm. Jason Hammer did something really nice, and ahead of his segment here today, I want to give him some credit for this because he is doing the work that other people in this building will not do, and he deserves a whole bunch of credit <laughs> for. That. I'm putting it up on the YouTube chat right now if you'd like to see a little teaser of what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. here. Uh, I just, I we just have to say something nice about Hammer, and I'm just loath to say it right to his face because okay. I'll never hear the end of it. All right, we'll do it next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 21 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So how did your betting go last night? Oh, we won. Oh, good. We won. Are you going to tell Hammer... Thank you. Uh, because yesterday you gave him a hard time when you didn't win your bets. Yeah. So today you're going to say thank you. Casey, I don't have to explain myself, myself to you, Casey. I don't <laughs> I just like I, It's fine. Hammer does some things very well and does some things not so well. And mm-hmm. one of the things that he does well is he's okay at betting on sports. Mm-hmm. But we have to give credit where credit is due here. Yeah. Because Jason Hammer has done, I mean, look, the Lord's work might be a strong phraseology on this. <laughs> but he deserves full credit for this and a huge thank you which is he brought in Mm -hmm. a case of cold Pepsi and put them in the refrigerator and said, I could have one of these because, as you know, I've been uh, doing a one-sided feud with the vending machine people for the Uh past three weeks, first of all, delivering hot sodas out of their vending machine. Mm -hmm. Then I came on here and complained about it. Mm -hmm. We thought they'd fix the issue by removing the vending machine, but the new vending machine appears to not have the canned 
soda or if it is canned it's way more expensive than it was before so now they've just screwed me worse than i would have rather just had the hot soda and put it in the freezer for 15 or 20 <laughs> minutes but hammer has has very much and i'm putting this up on the youtube our uh-huh. screen for our youtube here has very much uh made my day by bringing in the cold pepsi if it puts you in a good mood hammer is doing the lord's work <laughs> Or at least he's doing work for me, and I appreciate that. Somebody did call. I know it's not our typical voicemail segment time right now, but somebody did call, and they have an answer as to why we don't have a pop machine here on our floor, Rob. Oh, okay. Very good. Here he is. Hi, Casey. Hi, Rob. Uh, Just calling about uh, your comment about you not having a soda machine on your floor. Um I've been in the coffee and vending business for almost 30 years, and I used to work uh, for uh, Jeff Smollian's deceased nephew, and so I'm very familiar with your account. And one of the reasons why they're probably not having a soda machine on your floor is these days um, soda machines uh, require so many people in the office um, most uh, vending companies um, require 50 to 100 people per machine, um, and some even more now because of COVID and not uh, so many people coming into the office these days. So I hope that answers your question, and I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. So we just don't have enough people here on the floor to have our own vending machine. We don't qualify. Yeah, that's uh, – I mean <laughs> – we always get punished for other people's behavior. <laughs> you ever notice that? Like we are being punished because mm-hmm. they stopped making everybody show up to work. Yeah. We still have to come to work. Yeah. We're still here. Right. So if only Tony Katz would come into the studio, yeah. we could have a pop machine. One man can make all the difference. <laughs> hey, did you hear that they announced the presidential debate schedule? Oh. The oh fir- you, are you saying for the general election? Yes. Oh, okay. yes, I am. Okay. Uh, the first debate is scheduled for Monday, September 16th. It's oh. going to be at the Texas State University. Okay. And following, they've got debate schedule scheduled at Virginia State University on Tuesday, October 1st, and also University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Wednesday, October 9th. So is anybody going to go? Like, will Trump go to these? I would assume an opportunity to be on stage with Biden. Trump would swim there if he had to. I thought that the uh, Republicans voted unanimously to withdraw from the presidential debates. Didn't they do that? Did they? Didn't they do that? Well, uh, now I'm going to have to look this up, Casey, because uh, I think seem to recall something about that. You mean the Republicans might make a false promise and not follow through on their pledged obligation to the American people? Yeah. Back in April of 22, the RNC voted unanimously to withdraw from the Commission on Presidential Debates a supposed nonpartisan group that organizes presidential and vice presidential debates. Uh, So again, I will ask, will anybody go? Will Trump go? Uh, Again, I think Trump would be wildly foolish if Joe Biden is the nominee to not stand on a stage with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. I still can't see if they've released any sort of polling threshold uh, for the presidential debates, because that's what's going to be very interesting is what the because usually they go by a polling threshold in national polls so mm-hmm. there's only really been one in the modern history third party to be able to stand on the stage it was ross perot in 1992 and then again in 1996 i just don't know what 
it is going to be this time or if they can change it each time. Um, averaging at least 15% in a series of national polls. Okay, perfect. Boom. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. So that'll probably be the <laughs> likely standard for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. to have to hit mm -hmm. is 15% in multiple polls. So keep an eye on that. Okay, we've got Jim Merritt who's going to join us next. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I love a Saturday night that I ain't got nobody. I got some money cause I just got WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey here, and oh, look who it is. He spent 30 years in the Indiana Senate, and thanks to Jefferson Shreve's terrible performance on Election Day, he's no longer the most recent sacrificial lamb that ran as a Republican for the mayor of Indianapolis. Jim Merritt, hello. Good morning. That's a great wind-up. All right, so uh, right now as we speak, there's some big stuff going on down at the State House. It's Org Day. You were a part of, what, I guess 30-ish of these? A bunch, uh, yep. What is Org Day? Why should people care? Well, First of all, it's it's a constitutional uh, uh, responsibility of the legislature to to meet on the third Tuesday of uh, of November. Usually, it's two weeks after uh, election day, and uh, and so they get together and uh, the the bodies, the chambers, the House chamber, the Senate chamber, they elect their officers. Uh, uh, Todd, uh, Todd Houston will be the uh, Speaker of the House, and the rest of his his uh, uh, officers. Minions? Oh, I thought you were going to go with minions. Minions, yes, <laughs> and with supermajorities, and and in in the Senate, the um, Republicans will uh, elect a uh, caucus chairman, of which I was privileged to be for 16 years, and the Democrats will do so, and then uh, the whole body will elect a uh, president pro tempore, and uh, that will be Rod Bray being the only candidate. So that that will be done and uh, they'll introduce new members that have taken the place of several senators that have resigned and uh, they'll be finished. Okay, so Todd Houston said that they've had three aggressive sessions, three years in which they've accomplished a lot. Rob, did you hear that? They've accomplished oh, yes, a lot. so much. Yeah, My life that, is so much better. Because isn't it, though? Yeah. And then he went on to say, we'll probably take a pretty measured approach on what we address. Mm -hmm. A measured approach. Does that mean they're going to slack off? Uh, well, the, <laughs> not a whole lot will be done. Mm -hmm. uh, they um, And many people probably don't remember this, but the legislature, a lot like Texas, back uh, in the 60s uh, met every other year and we had a one-term uh, only governor and so that changed uh, when there was a two-term governor with Otis Bowen and uh, there was constitutional amendment and they and they said that there would be a long session when there would be a budget such as this year and then a short session that would start in early January with an organization day in November and uh, uh, and it, it would constitutionally end before March 15th. I can remember in 2020 uh, when and we got news that that we had a pandemic on our hands and we signed died on March 11th and uh, uh, I can't see the the, uh, the uh, legislature going that long in fact uh, back in the early 90s we we uh, signed died on February 14th a month earlier than constitutional Don't you feel allowed. bad taking people's money working so little mm -hmm. I mean come on well it, it's uh, uh, they're 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 they are going through the motions uh it's an election year uh there are a lot of issues that are being uh, considered in two 
two-year uh, uh, studies such as property taxes, and they believe that those those uh, interim uh, committee, those special committees that are on, ongoing right now, are um, uh, will set them up for a a good. Uh, fervent uh, 2025 uh, session of legislature that will go uh, to middle April, late April. Uh, Jim Merritt is our guest. Okay, so the big news yesterday, uh, complete and total loser, Destiny Wells, who was resoundingly defeated. Uh, what was it, 54-40 by, I mean, just a complete buffoon in Diego Morales. That's how bad Destiny Wells was as a candidate. Has announced hey, this resounding defeat and rejection from my uh, peers in the state of Indiana. That will not deter me. Uh, I am running for attorney general. This, I find something a little off about these people who are clearly told their services are not wanted nor required and then are like the very next time, oh no, you people were wrong. I'll show you. Well, it, uh, Destiny, bless her heart, uh, will lose big. It's a, it's a presidential year, so Indiana will be a very, very Republican state, uh, uh, you know, just under a year from now. And, uh, and, and Todd Rukita will, um, will skate through the uh, nomination uh, in the convention this next summer, spring, summer, and uh, he'll win resoundingly uh, in 2024. Go ahead, Casey. Well, I'm just wondering, because Destiny has said that she wants to get back to serving Hoosiers instead of using the office as a platform for national talking points. But then she goes on to say that her campaign is going to focus on medical privacy, which is a roundabout way of saying abortion. Isn't that a national talking point? Yes. Compared to what Hoosiers have said that they want right and she'll make the abortion issue front and center in yeah. the state of indiana she saw what happened the constitutional amendment in uh, in ohio uh she, she believes probably in 2022 that the that the uh democrats kept the senate u.s senate uh, uh because of the abortion issue she will make the abortion issue front and center in the attorney general's uh, race, and uh, and Indiana is still a conservative state. Uh, that that will not be a referendum on uh, on Todd, Todd Rukita. Uh, he wins in a in a walk, and uh, the Republican nominee for president will win Indiana, probably the first on the board. And uh, in Destiny, uh, Todd Rukita is one statewide as a secretary of state. He's a he was a congressman, and he's won statewide already, and uh, and and he's beloved in every corner of the Republican Party. Uh, he he is a sought after speaker for Lincoln Day dinners, and uh, Destiny. Uh, this is just a, a hill, a mountain for her to fail on. The on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Well. Somebody needs to give her a hug and take her to the side and say, "Look, this weird." quasi almost fetish that you have to make everything about abortion that's not working out well for you well it's already established statewide well i mean she did she did it last year in the secretary of state race and it's like the secretary of state has nothing to do with that abortion and you made it the central theme of your campaign and it appears basically you know great observation by casey she's not saying the word abortion but she can't help herself she totally will well she will and and that's that's, just weird early salvo and and uh you know you know bless her heart she she is a veteran uh, she served our country, mm-hmm. and uh, but but 
that just that those issues just don't belong in the attorney general's race. Uh, and, and I hate this because Rakita's a moron, but if you're going to make me choose, what do I do, Merritt? But Rakita's totally shouldn't be attorney general because he's not, he was not, I mean, he had a law license, but I, my understanding, he never practiced law of any sort before well, he got. He, well, we know this about the attorney general. crazy. He wakes up in the morning uh, controversial, looking for controversies, and uh, and and he he doesn't make our friend Abdul happy with one bit, and so. <laughs> <laughs> now look, we'll give it, we'll give this, Abdul his platform later. It's okay, your, it's your platform. Yeah, now. I know, but but um, uh, you know, obviously, if anybody knows my politics and and the Attorney General's politics, we don't mix. We 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 look at things really really differently. But we are both right to life. We are pro life as well as you are, Robert. Yeah, and uh, and so. But he's just such an incompetent. Rokita's so incompetent in this position, and which is why he does things like go on Fox News and talk about a case that gets him in front of the disciplinary commission. Yes, and he suffered a feat in front of that ethics board. And then his response to the ethics board's decision was uh, something that uh, someone on that board's going to report back on, so he may have another problem. Uh, Controversy and... Um, kind of a savage look at politics is something that Todd Rukita loves to 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 grow, and 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 many of us uh, want to just get the job done. So what, what, what do I what do I do here, Merritt? Help me out because you know I don't do the thing where I just uh, like vote f- for well this person absolutely cannot win. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but I can't support Rokita. I think he's terrible. Well, the no, job. no, you got to support a, it, Robert. You got to support Rokita because you love to talk about controversy. <laughs> it's why we come on fifteen so minutes every you're Thursday. You're saying do it for the content, do it well, for yeah, the show. You know, back in I don't know, we we were, <laughs> we were we were laying dead in April because we thought the governor's race was a snooze fest, yeah. mm-hmm. and then and then Chambers gets in and and uh, and, and Attorney General uh, Hill gets in and. Now we have all these things to talk about. And if if Rokita wasn't controversy, gosh, it'd be boring. So what you're saying is it may be bad for the country, but it's good for business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's maybe what we'll do. We'll extend the invitation. If Todd will come on the show oh, come on and now. tell us why we should vote for him, uh, maybe maybe I'm open. I'm not just giving my vote away to this guy because he's terrible at his job. But, but, it, but it's great to talk about. If you forced me to make a choice between incompetent guy and total on-demand abortion lunatic lady, I guess I'd take incompetent guy, but right now i think i gotta leave it blank well that uh, the attorney general has the back of the legislature and and all the all the delegates in the convention love him so he is going to be the next attorney general so let's write it okay now you he's you just said he's going to be the attorney general democrats haven't won a statewide offense in almost a decade now what makes destiny wells think that she's got a shot here I I don't know. I think I I I I, I, I it's hard to put together. I believe the word you're looking for is narcissism, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is really difficult to see why she actually ran for secretary of state. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Republican state, and so uh, it, it was almost like a why not? Yeah, a why not run? Uh, my bad, by the way. They haven't won a statewide office in over a decade. It, it's been a long time, and the Republican Party is strong. We have super majorities, uh, other than Indianapolis and and Lake County, uh, we dominate, and and so 
it has to be a little narcissism and it actually has to be uh that that funnier things that happen you look at senator uh, donnelly he wins Mm -hmm. and uh and so and and he was very popular yes he was uh but Sarah Luger uh, uh, wins that primary, and we have never heard of Donnelly after that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what are you working on? Tell us. Tell us. Tell us. Uh, <laughs> Jim, underline Merritt is the Twitter Twitter page, and uh, Merritt in the morning. We have uh, a new concentration on Let's Talk Jobs. Oh. I want to I talk about how uh, employers are motivating, incentivizing people to come back into the workforce and work for them. And uh, we're going to have some very interesting pieces on on how employers can get kids and and people in general back into the workforce. He's a national treasure, the great Jim Merritt. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 1046 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. Did you have a good night betting last night, Hammer? I did. Not only did I nail the forecast a week in advance (laughs) for what was going to happen last night in Kansas City, the inner weather nerd Mm -hmm. that came up through Ball State right there, but that played into the way that I bet last night. I thought the weather would be crappy. And it was, yep. and that usually plays into the under, which we nailed last yep. night like mm-hmm. a boss. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was uh, that was a good times, and uh, thanks for the money. And um, also, as I mentioned this earlier, thank you for these Pepsis doing the work that our uh, you know administration here will not do, which is provide cold <laughs> soda to the masses. Thank you so much for doing this. And maybe I'm just a sucker for nostalgia. I like the throwback can. Yeah. Yeah. Like the old school logo, you know, the font doesn't look as new, but that's the Pepsi can, kind of like that I grew up with. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about, um, you know, I I love when stupid people do what we manipulated them into doing. (laughs) And once again, I believe this is the fourth or maybe fifth year in a row, some just really low IQ people have taken the bait and done exactly what we wanted them to do uh, in regards to denying me access to the Brownsburg High School Hall of Fame and sending out the rejection letters to, I guess, every single person, the many, many people uh, who submitted the application for me to be admitted to the Brownsburg High School Hall of Fame. We do have the photo up right now at Robin Kendall if you'd like to see that for yourself. That is a long-ass letter, Hammer. It really is. And I got mine last night. And you can tell it's just a form letter that they changed the name to. Thank you for your nomination of... Rob Kendall. <laughs> Insert name here. Mr. Black. <laughs> For the Brownsburg High School Alumni Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. we have been particularly fortunate in receiving a large number of submissions for consideration of this honor. <laughs> However, blah, 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 your candidate's nomination will stay on file for future consideration. Well, look, you know, here's the deal, Hammer. You you, you cost the school system $100 million and now proven needless taxes one time, and you break the story about how a bunch of their workers forced a kid to eat his own vomit, and they hold a grudge forever. 
Have we heard from any of the school board members in Brownsburg about when or if they knew about the special needs child eating vomit? Well, here's the crazy thing. Um, I mean, we have just a real just Mensa member out there in Brownsburg. I mean, if you were to look up dumbest people alive in the dictionary, there might be a photo of this guy. Mike Wells. You know Mike Wells, right? Longtime sports reporter. Used to be a writer for the Star. Yeah. Does some ESPN stuff, I believe. And he's also on the school board in Brownsburg. Yeah, I mean, uh, a major reason that the school system out there is in the horrific shape uh, that it it is in. I was told they were number one. Well, you know, with that, do you know what number one means? We have this conversation Mm -hmm. all the time. Our school system's number one. Really, what percentage of kids does that mean failed the test? (laughs) (laughs) And they don't have an answer to it. It's like what a casino says, we've got the loosest slots. (laughs) As long as they pay out one cent of the $500 you put in, that counts as a payout. So, you know, Mike Wells is really the worst type of guy because he's a fake, phony, tough guy. And what I mean by this is, Hammer, I've been to a whole bunch of school board meetings. As you know, I go and I mm-hmm. speak. And, well, he's a real silent Sally when he can get up and say something to my face. I mean, I'm right there. You know, I'm And it's right certainly there. not like he's scared of a microphone. He does it for a living. Absolutely. And he, you know, a lot of times if he says three words during those school board meetings, oh, boy, that's a real talkative night for him. Um, and that's what happens when you're a complete moron and you have no idea what's going on and you're totally subservient to the other people on the board and the superintendent because you have the IQ of a gnat, but that, that, and that's fine. Look, Mike is subservient to other people on that board and has no original thought and then, you know, that's okay. Now, before you get moving forward yeah. here, when he ran to be part of the Brownsburg school board, yeah, like, did he let everybody know what he wanted to do? Like, because if he did and the people voted him in, no. then no, no, no. Do they ever let you know what they intend to do, Hammer? Do they ever tell you? Never, because yeah. you don't have to declare whether you're a Republican or a Democrat right. when you run for school right. board. Right, and Mike's a super liberal guy, and that's fine. He can hide behind running where he has no party affiliation, and and, and that's fine. But here's the thing. So he was on, somebody alerted me, there's actually several people alerted me to this. He was actually on the Home and Garden show mm-hmm. over the weekend, and I don't know the rhyme or reason for that, but uh, in the very brief amount of time he was on the Home and Garden show, Hammer, he chose to spend that time, I'm not really talking to you about home and garden things, at least the clip that I heard there. He chose it to, to taking shots at me, Hammer, the home and garden show. I didn't know they did politics there on the on the home and garden show. So you have invited Mr. Wells to be on your program multiple oh, times. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's I, an open invitation. Absolutely. The same way that I would have Boss Hogsett or Ryan Mears come in here and we would have a conversation. It's an open door whenever they want to show up. Oh, absolutely. And you know, Big Mike, because he, he's a real silent Sally and you know he's just real timid and shy and just huddling in the corner over there at the school board mm-hmm. meeting. He's never taken me up on that. So that's why I was so amazed, Hammer, in that time that he had there on the Home and Garden show, which is kind of a, you know, a feel-good show where people get the gardening tips right. and planting. I love and, Denny and oh, I love Allison yeah. and Pat. Well, he turned into a, a, big, a big tough guy, Hammer. He turned down to like a guy the bouncer at the strip club. Boy, he was bowing up and he was saying... He was like oh, Terry Funk oh. in Roadhouse. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so, you know, since Mike, who, and then look, I get that, you know, maybe he's, uh, you know, found the, the, the strength of, of 10 Grinches plus two. It is the holiday season. I don't know. But since he's such a tough guy now, and since he's on WIBC, of course, he knows I'm not here and I can't respond to him. And he waited till the end of the show to say the things about me. They literally just went to commercial break right after that. And my understanding that was the end of the show. Since he now knows how to get on WIBC and since he wanted to say some not so nice things about me, Mike, I have an invitation for you. And uh, since you're wanting to be on WIBC now, absolutely no reason you wouldn't take me up on this. Casey, I, I hope this is all right. And if you, you tell it's, me, it's, it's, half, your it's show. half your show. Yeah. Uh, I would like to extend a whole hour to, to big tough guy, Mike Wells. And in fact, Henry, come and sit in that seat you're in right now. And I, I've got some questions for, for Mike. And, mm-hmm. you know, you know I, I might start with um, uh, what he knew and the school board members knew and the superintendent knew about, you know, that that poor special needs student who was mm-hmm. is, is forced to eat his own vomit. Because you'd think if Mike was going to be a big tough guy, he'd be a big tough guy about that. for the special needs kid. Yeah. But no, he chooses to take it out with me. So I think that'd be fair, right? So there's a better chance of me being the number one pick in the NFL draft than that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but what you can do, Rob, yeah. is take that same speech to a school board meeting and confront him. Well, that's true, but then it's not like I can walk up to the podium. You know, I mean, he's going to be a big tough guy with me. But and- can't you request to speak and say one of your school board members addressed me by name sure. and based on rules of debate, I would like to respond? Well, yeah, I get up at the meeting, but they never respond or they're not going to respond. But I mean, just let them know that you heard it, though, and embarrass him in front of his colleagues. Yeah, that's true. That would ruin their day if I went to the school board meeting. Maybe right. they'd do it like at the town council meeting. Let's gotten, be honest. It ruins anyone's day when you walk into a room. <laughs> what, a, what a just, what a just a complete, highly fraudulent, pathetic individual, though, right? I mean, he he has infinite opportunities if he wants to be cute and he wants to be tough and he wants to insult me. We know that I'm all game for that, right, Casey? And yep. he has a standing invitation to to come in here and let everybody know what he thinks of me and and to do it on the Home and Garden Show. What were they talking about? Oh, it was the usual thing, like uh, the height of my chair or something like okay. that. And it's that's that's fine. I just I think Mike should come in and just say it right to my face, all the things, and I'll say the things to his face that I I think of him and well. I think the community would be better off for all of this, Hammer, because there's nothing worse than a fake, phony, fraudulent, nice guy, and that's what Mike Wells is. And really, you know, bravado aside here, there is a serious issue at stake. When did people know that a special needs child was being mistreated? Because we know from the attorneys Mm -hmm. that the school system, of which Mike Wells is in charge of as a member of the school board. Now, look, I know, I get, he has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what he's doing. He's totally subservient to other people. That's why he's a silent Sally at the meetings. But you are technically, as the school board member, one of five people in charge of the school system. So when we hear how the cops and the administration are delivering deliberately keeping these attorneys from getting information that's not too much of a, a leap hammer to say well that gosh darn it that's that's mike wells who is who's doing that and if you're a school board member and you had no idea that any of this stuff was going on or you hadn't even heard the rumors about this stuff going on i'm sorry but you're not close enough to the school and you shouldn't be in that position yeah absolutely so the invitation is out there mike no need to do it on the home and garden show you can come in here and you can be a big strong tough guy and we don't bite, do we, Casey? No. Nope. You can say all those things you said about me, and you can say all the things you say in private about me, and we'll ask you a few questions about what you and your your buddies, Hilton 
and Snap and the rest of the Good Time Fun Gang knew about over there, about the quiet room, about the soiled beanbag mm-hmm. in the quiet room, about mm-hmm. the kids in the quiet room. Something about you saying the word soiled beanbag. <laughs> just... <laughs> A little off-putting for me. Like, I know you're ranting, but when I hear the phrase soiled beanbag coming out of your mouth, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Hey, I, I do want to close this on a positive note, and I do owe you thank you, because I had intended to bet my way out of my account last night, and we screwed up and won, so I have to keep betting through Thursday Night Football. It's like Ric Flair's streak at the end of his career. I'm just going to keep going until I lose all the money. Or you die in the ring, one of the two. <laughs> Yeah, so we got a big week. Like, there's so much going on. There's awesome college basketball. There's, you know, the NBA. We've got college football, NFL. It really is like the greatest betting week of the year. Absolutely. Maybe outside of March Madness. Absolutely. So what's coming up this afternoon? So we are going to have information on the first ever Hammer and Nigel bowling event. Oh, that looks yeah. fun. We're going to raise some money mm-hmm. for some heroes. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Information on that coming out this afternoon. All right. Good job, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.